what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is Lore Forge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. We're so stoked to have you here with us. This is episode 22, and we are your hosts. My name is Jibs, and I'm joined by Cash. I, hi, everybody. I think doing sound checks is probably my favorite part of podcasting with you knuckleheads. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Chat's here. I mean, they saw a tasting of it before the show, before we went live. Yeah, it's... Uh, Oh, it's good times. <laughs> it's it's filled it's filled with uh, reminiscing and and regurgitating script from Anchorman. Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> all, all all of Ron Burgundy's sound checks are taking place in our in our uh, Discord here before we start our show. San Francisco. <laughs> they uh, called it San Diego. <laughs> I won't tell you what it means. <laughs> This is a family show with an asterisk. And uh, Sonny's here. Good to see you. Welcome, buddy. Hello. I'd like to let you know that I met the dog's girlfriend. Uh, she <laughs> came over and we had some tea. Uh, lovely, lovely little lady. Um, yeah. Just really, you know, just as polite as could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. You know, in a few weeks, you'll have a litter coming out there. Yeah, well, you know, oh. that's 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 the big fear of the missus and I, you know, that we end up with uh, with with more dogs than we are capable of handling. But, you know, we've we sat them down. We had a talk, you know, <laughs> family planning is important. You know, you don't want to rush into these things. It's true. I understand we were all young once. You know, these are these are difficult conversations. It's true. It's important. I'm practicing yeah. on my dog, though, before I have to deal with my son. That's probably a good call. <laughs> It is. And, and I'll tell you what, it, uh, that, that worry, it never goes away because <laughs> yeah. it, it changes with children. It changes from, oh, my God, what did I do? Am I going to be able to do this when they're babies? And then it goes into the realm of I need to stop this child from killing itself somehow, <laughs> like a wandering out in the street, oh. b choking on choke hazards. And it very quickly turns into. Oh my God, did I ruin this child's life because of something that comes out of their mouth? <laughs> and then they become a teenager and into adulthood. And even when they're an adult, you will still have the same level of worry. It's just different circumstances. But the you don't have to worry too much once a teen once they're a teenager, right? Like they just at that point they're just making all good decisions, right? That's that's how that works. Flawless. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Okay, good. They're rolling Henry's, Henry's like right in teenage years and I'm I'm like, "Whoo! We we passed the hard stuff. Now it's just easy street until he's out of the house." Oh yeah. boy. I can't wait to see yeah. you half where where you're at like halfway through his teen years. That's going to be fun to watch. Mine's going to be entering it as well. <laughs> There's a reason I game, so I can lose myself in another world and forget about this one at times. Well, I'm enjoying my hair right now, what's left of it, so I, I've, I have a feeling that I'll be joining you two in approximately two years. Uh, <laughs> that's about how long it's going to take me to go through this phase. It's all right. You're more aerodynamic, so you got, you know, right. you got that working for you. And I'll tell you High what. High speed, low drag. I will argue with anyone. There's no better feeling than a freshly shaved head and a cold leather chair. And or Ooh. a fresh, cold breeze on a hot summer day. Holy cow. That oh. is like refreshing 101 right there. It's it's a good. You know what my favorite feeling is? What's that? With a freshly shaved head. What's that? Rain hitting it. Ooh, oh, okay. I love rain on my bald <laughs> head. That feels amazing. 
I feel like it hurts like sometimes. A, like a bald person's ASMR podcast. <laughs> I know. Like it, when I said that, it got quiet for a second. Like I made it weird. Did I make it weird? Welcome yeah, to a weird there. Bald ASMR. <laughs> I like wet heads. Oh, All right. <laughs> Well, again, welcome everybody. Thank you so much for pushing play and hanging out with us here today. And uh, believe it or not, the show is about ashes of creation. And uh, this week on the show, we're going to be answering your mail. We're going to be talking office hours, the ranger archetype discussion, and then uh, uh, what? 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 Uh, uh, uh. Whew, what? What? I missed what the office hours. Did they just announce that today? No, it was yesterday. They announced yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. 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 You got that? <laughs> Look forward to. Yeah, buddy. I and then uh, like this one, yeah, you should jump in on that one. Get a little, get a little vocal, have some fun. And then uh, discussion on utility skills, which has been going around the community quite a bit this past probably week and a half, and we're gonna weigh in on it with our opinions. But before we get started, gentlemen, uh, our community did something pretty awesome this week, didn't they, boys? Yes, they did. Cash, do you want to tell them what they did? This was a big deal for us, and uh, there was a lot of thought put into how we were going to accomplish this task, and I feel. I'm I'm just going to preface this by saying I think they really knocked it out of the park. I think they did too. Um what we our goal was to you know because you know when we do this show, we do the show under the premise of and when you listen to the show there is that very slight little background noise that's in the show and that is because our setting has always been in a tavern. Um and I there's a lot of other people who've done that in the past and we just actually found that we loved that as um as like a place for us to be we love that type of ambiance and it, it really fits in a fantasy medieval game so we wanted to make sure that this tavern that we're in has a name and that name was also going to be transferred to whenever we get an in-game tavern in ashes of creation so we went ahead and did said thing we had the community bring us ideas and they actually ended up voting the other day let's see here we had one two three four five. just to stop you when you say community which community oh, I'm are talking, you talking our about? discord community yes you can find our discord community and join it uh if you go to loreforged.com but this was our this was our internal discord community that we pitched right. this to perfect so I'm, I'm just looking i'm pulling up the post here we have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten there was probably 25 or 30 submissions which was pretty freaking cool like that just blew up we were blown away yeah. by it um and we picked our top three and we threw it out to the community, and by a very large margin, the following was selected. The name of our new tavern, as if I didn't already spoil it behind me, is the Sleepy Owl. <laughs> so we're very excited about that. <laughs> I love it so much. I, 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 I love it. Now, it, all things being equal, it was my suggestion, but... This suggestion was put into the mix just like all the other suggestions, and it was voted on by uh, the community, not under, like, the thing that I had suggested this or anything. It was an anonymous suggestion. So um, it is a perfect name for the feeling that we get in our Discord community because we have been 
extremely blessed to to have a bunch of people in our community that are that are very active and they're very friendly and every morning we wake up and we go into the discord community and people are all waking up at the same time and they're starting their day you know with a positive attitude and it's just kind of been a thing where you end up with a lot of pictures of owls and all of these owls are always waking up or they're drinking coffee or something like that. And so the sleepy owl uh, was uh, was just something that I thought would fit well. And the community decided that that they really enjoyed it. Um, there was a couple other suggestions that I really, really enjoyed. Um, Conniff came up with uh, the fang and feather, which I thought That's was stellar. That was my uh, that was my personal second favorite uh, because like the fang from the animals and the feather for like the diplomacy side of things. The fang and feather is just a fantastic name for a tavern. And then the other one um, and you're going to have to help me out on who suggested this one was was it Weevil that suggested uh, the hoot and hearth I have to bring the post uh, up. because that was I think so. Uh, let me um, let me bring the post up here. Chaffee says it was Chaffee. <laughs> so yeah. I will yeah. have to check. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah. Chaffee J. The hoot and hearth. Uh, yeah. Chaffee, that was a fantastic one. That one was, uh, like we said, you know, we must have had 25 or 30 suggestions. Yeah. And and some of these ones were really good. And those were a couple that I thought were worth mentioning as just being, like, really fantastic suggestions. And and frankly, they got first place votes from uh, a lot of people. It was uh, It was a lot of fun to see what people were interested in. But... The bigger point is that now our tavern has a name and we're we're really starting to build some personality on this thing. And I think that it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you hear us on the podcast, it's being held in the sleepy, the sleepy owl. And if you see us in game, our in-game tavern, if we can name it um, and even if we can't, <laughs> it's yeah. going to be the it, sleepy it owl. Will be. So that's it was a cool it was a cool contest. Yeah, and, and if you're you know if you're a first time listener, or you haven't uh, heard the show or or know what we're about and what the heck we're talking about. So the the reason for the owl thing is just because the owl is our that's our show mascot. So uh, it just it worked uh, perfectly with that, and just uh, you know representation of knowledge and lore and all the things that have to do with story. That's what our our logo is about, and we've just expanded upon it with the sleepy owl because that's what happens when you read too much lore. You go to sleepy time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there you go. And we'll, uh, whenever the game launches and everybody can get in there back in the day, Cash, you remember when we did Lore Seekers and we were in the game and they had to come find us and we, while we yes. were live broadcasting live and the, yep. we just end up getting mobbed. Definitely going to do the same thing again where people can come join us at the tavern while we're recording and have some fun. So that'll be a good time. Yes. A fantastic time. Oh, so anyway, yeah, the Sleepy Owl and uh, yeah, the Tavern Ambience, it's always something very special to us. It's always a relaxing place where adventurers can gather after a long day of adventuring and chill and hang out and enjoy themselves. So welcome to the Sleepy Owl. All right. So, gentlemen, we've got mail. And this one is from, I believe they're in chat, Nomad Tam. Let's take a listen. Hey, this is uh, Nomad Tam calling. Apologies if this is the wrong number. But I, uh, I got it from some crazy Russian I met drinking last night. He said to ask for Dr. Carnivore Cash or his assistant, Gibbs and Suni, in reference to some dietary concerns I have. My issue is I just found out I'm being shipped off to some place called Vera in six to nine months, and I have absolutely no idea what I'm supposed to eat. Uh, so Dr. Cash, comma, Carnivore, how complex do you think one's diet will be on Vera? Will I have to eat and drink all the time or just a couple times a day? 
How very will the effects of said food and drink be? Will the carnivore diet be a viable option? I'm hoping to book a consultation to answer these questions and more. Oh, I almost forgot. That Russian dude said if I ended the call with, give me a piece of your love, honeybee, that Sunni would take care of me. I really hope that's just a discount code and not... Anyway, please call me back at 420-420-6969. Thanks. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> wow. That's that a good turn. Real, is that, that a took real a turn number? at the end. <laughs> 420. Oh. XX Bongslayer69 XX. Oh, that's I funny. Thank you, Nomad. That was really cool. Um, yeah, can I answer it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I mean, lo and behold, to me to give any dietary advice or share what I'm doing, I'm not doing that. Um, we are, uh, um, um, that's not a good idea, for better or worse. <laughs> so anyway, um, what are we eating in Vera? That's a good question, right? Like, it's an interesting question because a lot of different MMOs have played the food game in different ways. They have, you know, your your classic Warcraft thing is you have food for health and drink for mana and other stuff like that is typically how they did it at the beginning. I don't know. They probably deviated from that. But that was always the way that I remembered it in my mind uh, is that you'd, you'd kind of get that kind of stuff. And games... It, this is like a weird, unspoken thing in MMOs, like cooking, right? Cooking is always a thing in MMOs, and nobody really, you know, talks a lot about it. But it would be weird if there wasn't cooking in an MMO, and it'd be weird if there wasn't cooking in Ashes. I think that, I think that it's important. Can you think of a game where, like, cooking really was a thing that you enjoyed? Everyone. I mean, I was never really good at it or never really, like, mastered anything. But I think the one that I probably enjoyed the system the most was Black Desert Online. They had a oh, fantastic, yeah. fantastic cooking system in that game. I kind of like New Worlds. I thought that was fun. All the herbs and the, the stuff that you could do with it, it seemed like it was pretty good. Um, pretty, I feel like there was quite a few layers to it. Um, and then I, I do, even though it's... Uh, probably arguably a little bit more simple than New World uh, World of Warcrafts. I like the way that I think I appreciate a good cook or good chef in any MMO more than me actually doing it because I know they've actually dedicated the time and what they've just put before me I can eat and now all of a sudden I have a thousand more health. Like it's just it's good. Yeah the people that are good at it it's like a real thing right they yeah. have put time into that system and oh, yeah. they have i remember that sometimes you couldn't get the recipes for the high-end cooking stuff unless you were running like top and dungeon oh, i love it like like this crazy difficult boss drops like a recipe for kebabs or something like yeah. that yeah and they're like i'll take that <laughs> thank you right. and right. you know it's just it's so funny, but like it's 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 such a thing. Let me ask you this. Do you like a cooking system where you have more physical interaction with the process of cooking as in like, you know, like like sauteing stuff and things like that? Or would you rather have a more Warcraft system where you just have X ingredients in your bag and you click the button and wait for the little, you know, three second uh, timer to go off? The more immersive you can make it, I'm in. Like, and that's what New Worlds was to me in a lot of ways, was 
preparing the ingredients individually and then bringing them into the actual recipe to make said or cook said item. I love. I mean, I think that's what MMOs should be. Massively multiplayer online role-playing game. First word, massive. Like, make it massive. Make the system feel like I actually can invest myself here. At the end of the day, like, when it comes to the RPG aspect of MMOs, too often times, that's thrown by the wayside nowadays. And you don't really get that chance to really sink your teeth into that character in a way that I think we all truly long for. Like, you know, maybe like we had in the old days. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm still kind of smiling about thinking about some ogre on his deathbed and someone's like looting through his through his <laughs> tunic and he's like, that family recipe, keep back. <laughs> he's got on him. He's got like a club and a shield and a loincloth and a, and a three generation old recipe for <laughs> Steak kebabs, right? Like, and that's all you got out of the guy. He's maybe got, you know, the teeth of some previous adventurers or something like that. But, man, we're just going to go ahead. We're just going to go ahead and rifle through this ogre's pockets and steal his family recipe. <laughs> you rifle through, grab it. mama Olga recipe. Give back. <laughs> No, but like you know, I do have some. I do have some thoughts about this too, because um, there are games where food does provide some benefit, but it's not really like game changing benefit. Then you have games like Elder Scrolls Online, where if you did not have food to buff your stats, you could, you could. Have, I mean, that would be a serious deficit to your character. It was a really big thing to have the right kind of food. And you're right. Like a lot of those recipes were very difficult recipes to get. And once you once you got that recipe, you could make the stuff and sell it for very high amounts on the market because everybody needed and was using that particular recipe for endgame content. So it's going to be interesting to see. I have a couple of reasons, and that's one of them why I'm really, really interested to see some of these uh, recipes and, you know, what kind of buffs they're going to provide and uh, all that kind of stuff in Ashes. And we haven't really seen too, too much of it. The other reason is that um, I, I'm really excited to, like, see some of the crafty names and stuff they come up with, some of the dishes. That, I've always been very interested in that, in watching how games take parts of the world that we live in now and they put it into recipes within the game. I saw something too in, in Warcraft the other day that really made me laugh. It was uh, it had to do with, um, with is a piece of pineapple pizza. Did you guys see that when I, when I posted that in Discord? Oh yeah. It was a pineapple pizza and the stats it gave you was like it said no increase to your health or ability at all. And and at the bottom of it, it said minus five to stamina because it said something like because this shouldn't happen or something like that. <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, oh, man, there's a pineapple pizza hater at Blizzard. Somebody, yeah, but, somebody's on a soapbox over at Blizzard and got totally. that one through. I loved it. That's I loved awesome. it. And I actually found that on, on Dark Moon Island, too, during Dark Moon Fair. Oh, did funny. you really? Um, yeah, but oh, those are the so things that I want to <laughs> see little things like that, where there's part of, of our real world culture put into like 
<laughs> certain drinks and certain you know meals that give you that give you buffs and stuff within the game. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, I had forgotten how much um, how important it was in uh, Elder Scrolls Online to have food. It was just such a such an integral part of it. I don't usually love that because. Well, and just in my style of gameplay, that usually costs money because I don't usually have that kind of level of cooking and I, I don't like having to pay for consumables like that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a thing, though, right? But if you have a system like that, somebody is making money off this and that person is a crafter. And so usually I'm in favor of crafters being able to make money for their uh, for their work. So, you know, it, it goes both ways. It's It's one of those things. I think that something that I am very much looking forward to is the freehold system. If I'm able to get a hold of a tavern in a freehold and we're able to call it the sleepy owl and everything like that, then I want to be able to make food and beverages. I want to be able to make food and drink. It would be spectacular if I could like make my own food and drink, you know, within parameters or something like that, like include different things and then be able to name it or something like that would be awesome. Or even if I was able to make certain recipes and then just put like like it gave credit in the name, like made by Sunny Raven Corridor or something like that, or made by the sleep made at the Sleepy Owl or oh, yeah. whatever it is or something Ugh. like that. That would how awesome would that be but then you know you think of all of the possibilities that they could do with something like this like brewing beers and and all all sorts of fun stuff like that that would be a tremendous system talk about like something that i would make a profession you know an expertise profession immediately right that's something that i feel like that hasn't really ever been talked about and i don't know if ashes is going to have it but i truly hope they do because i think it means everything from a crafting standpoint when you have on the tooltip made by so-and-so. Totally agree. Totally agree. That has to be in the game. I was running yes. around uh, in World of Warcraft and Valdraken, the big dragon city, whatever. And this person was on a reindeer during the Christmas season going around handing out presents. And I didn't know what it was. So I, it, they open a trade window, take it. And I'm like, okay, stranger. Yes, I'll take this randomly wrapped gift. Anyway, so they leave. I open it up and... It was a shirt they made. It was a, a sh green shirt made by, and it said made by so-and-so. And I'm just like, I love that. I love that. Dude, that knitted you a Christmas present. Knitted me a Christmas. <laughs> and I have it on, on my on my Hunter. Threw it on. I'm like, yeah, I'll wear this. Chafee J and Vladis both confirmed that that is on the wiki. Names it's will be attached. On the wiki. Perfect. Love it. That's exactly the way yep. it should be because love it's it. such an easy way, an easy thing that takes very minimal effort to give a good nod to that crafter. It's just, it's perfect. I love that. So Sonny, you want to, you want to be a cook, you want to be a tavern owner, and you want to be the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to throw this out to you. Um, first of all, that's a lot of shit. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, I think, I think you, you should dream play. big. You got to dream big, right? <laughs> you really do. And, and you have, I think you have, you will have a train of people supporting you. I really do because all those <laughs> things I think are, will be fantastic. And there's not a member of our community that does not want the sleepy owl to be a real thing. So, yes. Right. Um, I think, I think we should throw the gauntlet down and you should play this game as a pacifist. Oh. And we'll just supply you with everything that you need, but you never fire a shot. 
So he has to be lazy? Whoa! What an idea! Wow! Sonny, that's not too far off your wheelhouse, right? So... Huh! I bet you can make it happen. You would kind of be like that dude that, that saved all the people. Dear Lord, just help me get one more. You're like that Remember guy. that guy from the World War II movie? You're like that guy Still when Mr. Pandaria shot. released and he never left the starter island for the pandas and he just picked flowers to level up to max every expansion. <laughs> it, it can happen. It's so totally doable. Could I, I could run import-export, right? Uh, like, I could run caravans. I just wouldn't kill anybody yeah i i would run the tavern you know i'd w- work at the freehold i'd do all the stuff and like if i needed to do things i could hire people i could certainly hire uh i could certainly hire mercenaries to do these things it'd be a bit like the godfather right <laughs> like it'd be a I bit had- like be like Gallywicks and warcraft <laughs> <laughs> i need a target <laughs> what what a what a novel idea that would be. He's totally fleshing yeah. this out as he's saying this. You know yes. that, right? I really yeah, okay. am. Right. Like, what a weird experience that would be to wait for a game that long and then play it and right off the gun have that sort of alternative game style. Yeah. Huh. We're it's gonna doable. we're gonna think more about this. We're gonna have pacifist streams. Yeah. You want to st- the most boring streams? On the planet, he's picking <laughs> flowers tonight, and he's going to cook. Well, some I'm flowers. running the auction house. I'm working at the tavern. I'm wor- I'm like, I'll be in the tavern. People are coming into the tavern oh, and things like that. He's all uh, in. You now. know, I swear to God, I've watched some people stream where they just they don't do anything. Like their character just stands around and like and just does nothing. Like Madigon, for example. I love Madigon, but Madigon does not do a lot on his stream. <laughs> he just yeah. stands he's there. Just you know, so- he's a social dude. He's a yeah, social he's dude. Hanging out, right? Yeah. He's just hanging out. Yep. Oh my gosh. I love boy. I love the idea. We're gonna have to flesh this out a little I, bit. I more. worry. I worry about this idea a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and th- thanks, Nomad Tam. Like you've you've yeah, sparked some interest good. here. That, that was, was a, that was boy. a really good email. And Great yeah, boys, the man. other stuff. Great if you boys, ever man. want to talk about the other stuff, just hit me up. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, real quick, folks. So office hours. This is coming to us from AOC's official forums. We have a Ranger archetype discussion that's coming up on Tuesday, January 16th, 2024 at 2 p.m. EST, 11 a.m. Pacific over at the official Ashes of Creation Discord. Now, for those of you who don't know what office hours are, it's an opportunity to where you, the player, can join in on the discussion on topics that Intrepid is actively collecting feedback on. You and the rest of the community members can hop in a Discord channel and join Roshan and Vaknar over in the official channel at the time of the event. And of course, as you know, the topic is the Ranger archetype, which that was a, you know, moving forward past that Ranger update you really kind of saw how heavy of an update that was for a lot of people that one meant a lot so huge it was huge yeah and i mean it was huge for cash let alone (laughs) people that are not on this show right yeah yeah for sure i was very excited about it i was so excited about it that i just did a new video it's not out yet but it'll come out here i don't know probably a week or so um but i did a video on why i choose to play ranger um, and, uh, I kind of got to dive into the skills of Ashes of Creation's rendition of the Ranger and why they really hit home with me. So 
Um, yeah, I'm, uh, it's, I'm pretty obvious. I'm very, very excited about the class. And there's nothing. I don't think there's anything else on the horizon unless that rogue comes out and we get some rogue showcase that just completely melts me in my chair. But I don't think it's going to happen. If anything, I think it'll be rogue will be a secondary class for me. But mm. yeah, super excited about the ranger and this showcase or the um, office hours. You know, I got so derailed by the non-combatant <laughs> guy <laughs> that You're welcome. I didn't even bring up. Now you have two videos. You have the video on the Ranger and you have the potential videos on cooking in Vera. And so it's like you're just you're hitting it on all fronts at this point. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's uh, yeah. Sunny. Sunny hit that. Uh, that is coming back. Um, the uh, we, we started this off when we were doing Ashes of Creation content creation uh, a few years ago before we had to, to peel out for a while. But um, we started off with something called the Varian Chef. And the Varian Chef's coming back. So that's going to be super fun. Um, and that's the other reason why I was kind of alluding to it a little bit. I'm really excited to see some of these recipes that start, start popping up on the wiki because I want to see what the food's called so I can freaking make it. That's going to be so awesome. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. Those are good videos. Man, I miss those. All right, so remember, uh, 2 p.m. EST, 11 a.m. Pacific, over on January 16th at the official Ashes of Creation Discord. Gentlemen, the utility skill discussion has been making some rounds and making some waves in the community. It's hot. And it's hot. It's hot. And, it's hot. and he's here in chat. Vladis Gaming uh, put out an awesome video. It was actually today uh, on the 10th. Uh, so go check out his channel, Lattice Gaming, for the YouTube utility skills discussions. Great video. And one we'll probably be referencing tonight quite a bit. So utility skills. They're asked, they asked this question on Twitter, so I'm going to put it out to you both, and then we'll just run with it. What utility skills do you feel are most important? And two, are there certain scenarios that should require specific ones? I think we should start with defining Utility skills. There's like so much here, right? Like yeah. it's, it's like kinda three loaded. stooges trying to cram their way through a door frame with this kind of topic, right? <laughs> it's yeah. just like yeah. there's so many things. So, Cash, why don't you go ahead and just explain what a utility skill is in the context of an MMO? Okay, cue up your answer because I'll, I'll I'll hit this real quick and just so every so we're all so everybody's on the same page. So, if you're new to MMOs or if you're a veteran of MMOs, what do we mean by utility skills? So. These are skills that you have that are not focused on your archetype's main focus. So say if you're if you're a tank, a healer, or damage dealer, these are skills that don't have anything really to do with those. They provide support. They provide uh, crowd control uh, and other strategic advantages to your, your character or your group. So examples of that would be something like a self-heal. Okay, um, a buff or some type of an enhancing spell, uh, debuffs, movement abilities like for the, with the ranger, for example, disengage. Uh, for a mage type character, their blink, uh, some type of damage mitigation or like a shield or some way to restore your resources. Other things like lock picking. Okay, for for ranger class, a some form of tracking. Um, interrupts, crowd control, stuff like that. Those are utility skills. So if you're a damage dealer, 
pretty much any skills that is that's not providing damage or DPS uh, is going to be considered a utility skill. So that's what we're talking here when we talk about this. And, and Intrepid had some those two pretty specific questions because it seems like they're fleshing that that part out in development. Hmm. Something, uh, one thing that you didn't mention here, which I think might be the biggest utility skill, and it is what Vladis uh, threw up in the chat, and that is uh, crowd control breakers. Um, your your yeah. your get out of jail free cards, right? Like so, uh, in Warcraft, you usually have like a a medallion or something like that on your PvP gear that you get to use once every three or five minutes or something like that that basically busts a crowd control so that if you're stuck, then you can get out. You know, you break out of traps, things like that. Yeah, like disengage. Yeah, disengage is a good one. Disengage is, is one of those because that will break you out of stun. Right. Um, I, I think of the utility skills... Uh, Man, how do we want to handle this question, JB? Just so we should go like that. You you had broken it up into two different things here. You said what utility skills do you feel are the most important, and are there certain scenarios that should require specific ones? And I'm going to throw a third question on there and say, what classes should get utility skills? Right? Um, because Vladis's video kind of said all the utility skills are being given to all of the people all of the time now in modern MMOs. Do we want to go back to a more classic sense like that? So I'm, let's let's go ahead and we'll just do the first question here. We'll go roundtable on the first question. What utility skills do you feel are the most important cash? I don't want to get hate mail by saying self-heal, but self-heal is such a fantastic convenience that I've loved for a long time. Um, and if I'm going to get specific on this, I think that I think it's class specific. I truly do. I think that question, it's a, it's a very difficult question to be that broad on um, when there's so many different classes, they're going to have different needs in a, in a utility skill. So to say that every class should have an escape, yeah, you every class kind of should have an escape. Maybe every class doesn't need a self-heal, but something like an escape is something that every class could use equally. So perhaps to me, some type of an escape. JB's got a hard opinions on this thing. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. I feel like you're just like busting on like everything you know of podcasting is like, don't interrupt him. Don't interrupt don't do him. That thing. Don't do that thing. Don't do that thing. <laughs> you are a professional. Do not interrupt your co-hosts. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm just going to limit my response to this very first question. So that way we can just, you know, keep developing this topic. But uh, what utility skills do you feel are most important? It's very much role specific. As a DPS, it's a CC breaker and an escape. That's it. That's the most important things to me. Self heals, uh, yeah, that'd be, in my opinion, I think that that's, if you're going to do that as a DPS, it should be very, very limited. It should not be great heals if you're DPS. That's why you have your healer or your bard or something else. For me, like, I'm, I'm kind of looking at that. I guess old school mindset of if I'm a DPS, just give me a CC breaker because no matter what, whatever, whenever you're in a raid and the poop hits the fan and there's red everywhere and you need to get out, you need an escape or a CC breaker. You you know, you have to be able to get out of dodge. And so very role specific, you know, if I'm thinking healer, well then 
that that may be a different response. But from a DPS standpoint, CC breaker and escape. If you mean for the healer, you don't want utility that can allow them to heal after they're dead? <laughs> I always yeah. thought that was a dumb one. Yeah. When your healer's dead and you're like, I just want last one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The go. priest does that in WoW. Yeah. That's yeah, still I'm confusing. talking about the priest in WoW. You, you guys, we reference yeah. WoW a lot because it is the game that we are playing the most Currently right playing, now. So yeah. In the, yeah. It's it's always hard for me to remember like tons and skills and abilities for games that I played years ago. But yeah, that one is always like it's driven me nuts as a type of utility. I know it's like, could that really be considered utility because it is a healer? Eh, I don't know. It's kind of a tweener, but that was just always driven me nuts. You kill, you take the time to kill the thing, and it can sit there and just continue to heal for like I don't know how many seconds. It just <laughs> anyway, that I one think, no, <laughs> not so much on that one. Uh, but you do get a cool animation of them, and you know that you killed them. <laughs> yeah, you see a huge oh freaking corpse slit that has its wings out. <laughs> it's an angel like, corpse. Jeez, yeah. I still get so confused on that, even though I know what is happening. I know they're dead. I know they're dealing out heals. <laughs> but I'm looking at it, because, you know, as a DPS, it's like, as long as it's up, spell, 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 spell. Right. You know, <laughs> hitting it with my like, axe. <laughs> what's going to happen? Oh, okay, we're done. All right, next, next person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's, I, you know, like I knew this one was going to come up. Zen Marksman in chat says, "Intentional, make sense for the archetype. All shouldn't have healing. For example, make it intentional to need the cleric in the group." And Boom. I think that is a very important thing. Yes, for, for them to say, and that also echoes the things that Vladis was saying in his video, which I think are fantastic points. The problem with modern MMOs, and like we're headlong in one again, and he's he's a He's escaped World of Warcraft, so I'm super happy for <laughs> for Vladis. But modern MMOs have so many dang conveniences, and all classes now seem like they're all like jacks of all trades. They they all have like a Swiss Army knife of utility in their pocket, and it's it's kind of dummied things down quite a bit to where you can get out there and solo and do your thing, and you really don't need any other players or characters because anything that you would need any utility that you would need brought to the table you already have in some form where it would be nice to get back to actually needing other classes to be able to complete even a quest like dude i need a cleric or i need a bard to throw me some love right here just while i while i finish this this mini boss off or whatever you know uh, there's just no need anymore in a lot of these MMOs for other players. And that's what we need. We yeah. have to come back. I'm going to answer the first question here. Which utility skills do I feel are the most important? So um, I'm typically a lone wolf. Uh, pardon me. A lone wolf gamer. And uh, that makes me approach MMOs a little bit differently. So those utility skills are very important to me um, because if I don't have those utility skills, then it makes life very inconvenient because like you're saying, like, well, you need to be able to group with a priest. You need to be able to have these other people to do these kind of things. Well, if I don't have them, then every utility skill becomes very important to me. But having said that, if I don't have some sort of way to break a stun, if I don't have some sort of escape, then that's the number one thing that I need. I will even take that before I take any sort of self-heal. Oh, absolutely. Because the stun lock situation is the worst. It You have to have at least 
at least one of those things. That's just it, right? Like, so to me, that is by far the most important. Second on that would be some sort of self-heal. Third can be almost anything, right? It can be all sorts of things. And and when you say that they should be class-specific, I totally agree with that. But that gets into the second question here. Are there certain scenarios? And I'm going to, I'm going to, broaden this question just a little bit and i'm gonna say are there certain scenarios or certain classes you think that utility skills should be limited to yes do you think that sorry. you can sorry i know you're um, you're gonna I'm get sorry. it first jb i am a <laughs> professional <laughs> i'm so sorry are you are you looking at certain utilities that you're like only this class gets it or only in this scenario do you get to use this particular ability jb go <laughs> Well, thank you, Dan. I will happily <laughs> pop in here. Uh, yes, a thousand percent. That when we talk about Ashes of Creation, and how many times have we heard player choice? How many times have we heard that? A lot, right? A lot. This should play into the class choice as well. When I go back, when I went back to Classic Era, and I sat there trying to figure out what class to play, I didn't roll alts. There's a reason why I'd never rolled. I have a problem with alts in retail because you can do everything. Every class can do everything. I say this genuinely as a as a, a person who's trying to get a, getting away from maining a hunter. We should not have as good a heal as we have. We should not be able to do that thing. We're highly mobile, extremely bursty, extreme escapes, and we're basically a running turret that just mows people down. And we have an excellent heal. Come on, like we can't do that. I hey, think it really don't be giving anybody any damn ideas because <laughs> I want my damn heal. <laughs> I need it. It absolutely one thousand percent should be class specific because that's why I had to sit down and think back in the day a few months ago when I was messing around with classic era because I had to seriously put thought into what did I really want to bring to the table. Support classes should bring the most support. DPS should bring DPS. Tanks should bring you know help with damage mitigation and things for the group. Like, it really needs to be role-specific, and it absolutely should be class-specific. So, yes. Okay, so let me throw this at you. Class-specific is is a key. It was a very, very much a key, as opposed to there being, like, with your build, say there were maybe four or five utility-type skills that you could spec into at the cost of something else. You're taking that over something else, Right. Those, if they were going to do something like that, those would need to be class specific. And, and the reason I say that is for for flavor. For me, it's like would be an RP thing to have some type of a na- say for uh, a ranger, some type of a nature spell that I could that I could spec into that say provides a self heal, but at the expense of losing something else. So you're go- you're going to have that skill as a utility for yourself, but you're going to pay for it because say that's one less damage skill on your bar. So as long as it's not every class gets everything, and you would have to you would have to very much choose the things that you wanted. I like that. The other thing is, and this Vladis brought the, brought this up in his video, and I thought it was fantastic. As a DPS class. You should not get that many utility skills if you're going to get them. It should be a low amount. As a tank or healer or support class, those things, the amount of utility that you can have should incrementally skill up. 
if you're a hundred percent support and you're not the class that's like topping the DPS meters, which thank God they're not going to be in ashes, but you're not the one putting out the most DPS, but you are the one putting out the most support, then you should have the option to have more utility skills. And I love the way that he broke it down. Um, it'll be it'll be very, very interesting to see how they actually do this and be able to balance it. But if you are doing things like that, if you're taking your healing and support classes and you're giving them more utility skills to bring to the group, that is also a bump for people to play those roles, right? As opposed to everybody having everything else. If everybody has a giant set of utility, then everybody's just going to play DPS. A lot of people will. But if you provide more of those skills and more choice and more cool tools in your toolbox for support characters, tanks, and and healers, then you're going to have a lot more people apt to jump into those roles. See, I'm the same way with you on this one. And I tried to make this a third question, but you guys both just basically ran right into it. And and that <laughs> is that it feels like you shouldn't be able to have your cake and eat it too, right? You right. shouldn't be able to have it all. You, it, it, you, Just like Cash said, you can't be able to dish out the high-end DPS and have all of the tricks in the bag. But initially when faced with this question, I thought, no, you, you absolutely not. The tank shouldn't be able to pick locks and the tank shouldn't be able to have a, you know, a, I don't know, like a, a ability to get out of some sort of trap or something like that. Like they're tanks. They should have these these kind of utility things that are built for tanks and, and the rogue should have the ability to do these other things. But then I'm like, well, hang on one second. I'm saying, what if as a roleplay element for an MMO RPG. Remember, this is an RPG, a role-playing game. Why can't I let my tank have some of these things if they're willing to shave off some things on the other end, right? Like if I'm looking at the big tree of decisions here and I wanna have less ability to do damage in favor of my ability to have more nimble fingers to pick locks. Maybe I don't punch somebody as hard with my knuckles because I'm worried I'm going to smash them into little garbage bits of bone and I won't be able to pick my locks anymore. Like, why can't I do any of these things? I just need to have the, uh, I just need to be able to balance it and figure out what I want versus what I don't want. And if I'm a utility type of player, if I'm basically here just for the team to let other people do their job just a little bit better, then maybe I should be able to be all utility, right? And just, just sacrifice all of the other stuff because I'm a team player and that's my job within the team. Uh, and the DPS guy, maybe he just wants to be the glass cannon. He doesn't need a stun break. He doesn't need to pick locks. He doesn't need a self-heal. He just needs to fire the biggest freaking flame balls you've ever seen in your life at the bad guys. And, and that's fine with me too, right? I don't necessarily think it needs to be class specific as much as I do like the idea of that from a thematic point. I like the idea of having the ability to decide what your character will be even more. And, you know, maybe you get flavors of it. Maybe the rogue is the only one that can actually pick locks, but the uh, tank has the ability to smash down doors or something like that, right? Like, right. You right. can flavor that up with roleplay elements for the thing. So uh, that's fine, you know, but I don't, I, I, I 
I think that there's a way to solve this puzzle in an RPG sense. I guess the, the fundamental thesis that I have here is you can't have all the things all at once, right? And, and like Vlad has said, you can have all the things all at once, just not on one person. And, and that's absolutely yeah. it, right? You just have to work with friends and figure it out. But for me, as a lone wolf gamer, I can have what I want because I get to pick that character and build him the way that I want to build him, understanding that I'm going to have to, you know, move pieces of the puzzle around. Yes. Go ahead. No, you're balder. You go. (laughs) Because I have more real estate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, those are all great points. And I think that that is one reason. I mean, kind of going off of both of your responses, that's one thing that one reason why I look forward to seeing the bard which is a support class. And then, you know, combine that with the cleric, which we've already seen. Do you remember when we had that dev update and the response in the community at a healer? A cleric. Just a healer. Somebody who's as OG as OG gets in RPGs. But the response that the community had for that was insane. There was a ton of good, positive uh, reinforcement and response on that. Just because of how great it looked. There's there's nothing more satisfying, I feel like, when you can slot yourself into a role within a role-playing game in a group setting. And you bring something to the table that nobody else can bring. And you can have... And the group appreciates you being there because you can bring something to the table that not everybody else can bring. And that's something that makes it so unique with these classes like this. If a DPS is going to have a self-heal, it should be way less efficient than a cleric heal it should be uh, very you know just just a a, not a whisper but you know what i mean just like keep it very minimal you know (laughs) like a tourniquet yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean here here's a band-aid rub some dirt on it or something actually that would be a fantastic name for for a rangers actually probably for a warrior class's heal Rub some dirt in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So, Jibs, I don't want to step over step over you if you're not done with your point, which no, I go loved. Ahead. No, go ahead. Conniff says to play devil's advocate, players have been conditioned to get everything they want on any character they play. ESO, Final Fantasy XIV, even WoW is adding a lot of that into the game, and it's it's a, a big part of of what we've been talking about. Absolutely right. So, my question here before we hit. The, the second question that the devs were asking. My question to you is, if you take all of these utility skills and you put them into this little Venturi and you just pop out a couple for each for each character and say, okay, you just get a couple of these utility skills, with players being so used to having everything in their toolkit, coming to a game where they can just have one or two little utility skills, is that going to hurt Ashes? No, it's going to be a shock. I think this is the same thought I've had since we've been back to this and trying to get caught up with the last three years of development for this game. This game is going to be a shock for a lot of players because it's bringing back the things that the industry has not had for a decade, for a solid decade. Well, okay, Black Desert Online, I mean, that could, or or maybe Arc Age, but I mean, like, those old school vibes when you can't be the end-all, be-all, you are not the Dovahkiin here, okay? Like, <laughs> well, I am the Dovahkiin. 
Like, you no wait. man told me I was a Dovahkiin. Wait, you're the Dovahkiin too? <laughs> you, me, me, you, you, me, me, you. We got a lot of Dovahkiins around here. It's getting it's weird. Like, one, two, five, fifty-seven Dovahkiins. Uh, Why are you all shouting? <laughs> so loud right now. So loud. Uh, need more cowbell. Anyway, no, like, it just, it's going to be a shock. And it should be a shock because the things that they're making are not industry standard. What they're doing right now is not industry standard for to slurp the most people into an MMO. What they're doing is not the general choice. It is way more of a niche choice. And yes, they'll lose players because of it. But also you'll have the certain kind of players that I think Steven wants to attract. He's building the MMO he wants to play. The staff there in Intrepid has said numerous times on dev updates they're building the game they want to play and they can't wait to join alongside their player base. So, yeah, in short, absolutely, this is going to be a shock for a lot of people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose a question to you guys and I want you to pick one. This is going to be a tough decision for you, okay? You're going to pick one of the two scenarios here, all right? Scenario one is that utility skills are absolutely limited to class, Okay, that means like lockpicking is only available to Rogue, a very original RPG type of of atmosphere, just like JB described, right? Self-heal may be limited only to healing classes or something like that, right? Think original RPG or you have the second option, which is you can pick these things at the cost of other things okay anybody can get, can pick basically any utility skill but it is paid for at the expense of other abilities including damage and tankiness and other other things like that in like a sort of true role-playing type of environment okay you can only have one or the two either everybody gets access to everything but they don't get everything right you you pay for it or it is limited to classes in a very rpg original rpg type of style you have to pick one of the two. Which one is it cash? I am going to go with option one, class specific, because that is it going to be hard to get used to right off the bat? Yep, it will be. Um, but it does bring you back to the old school uh, classic archetypes that we all knew and loved. And like one of the things that I really, really loved about games like um, even the old school Dungeons and Dragons online. I don't know if anybody played it. It was really a lot of fun, but you had that class makeup that you had to have. You had to have that class makeup in your party in certain uh, aspects of the game, certain things that you ran. You, ha you had to have uh, a thief archetype or you had to have a tank. Otherwise, you just weren't going to be successful. And I really want to get back to that. I really do. I want there to be utility available. Let me make that clear. I want there to be utility available, but I want specific things that only certain classes can get because it, it keeps the value in each of these classes for the specific thing that you bring to the game or to your party, to your group and with your friends. And the reason that I say that is because the question number two in the dev discussion was, are there certain scenarios that should require specific ones? And the one that comes to mind and the reason that I chose your option one, Sonny, is the rogue being able to locate hidden doors in dungeons. 
if you go in there with a group and you don't have a rogue, you will not find those hidden doors. Okay, it replayability. We're going to go back tomorrow night and make sure that we have a rogue with us who can look for those doors, additional content to do. To me, that that brings a lot of value to each class. So that's why I'm going to go with your option one. I love the questions, too. Those are those are fantastic. It's a fantastic way to pose, you know, what we specifically want. I do want utility, but I would like them to be class specific. JB, what do you think about this? What uh, was was the first one, the old school RPG? Old school RPG is your first option where the class is dictating what utility skills you have, period. And the second one is everybody has access to everything, but you have to pay for it by sacrificing other things. Option one, thousand percent. There's a reason why Classic Era, in my opinion, kind of a hot take, is probably one of the best MMORPGs on the market right now. Or World of War, uh, in regards of World of Warcraft. It knocks retail out of the park because it goes back to those classic RPG vibes. That is not at all what the current retail is. The character, and because what you get when you have... So everything Cash said and more. It When you have those classic RPG, I, would, I guess, boundaries, right? It allows for really unique gameplay, like Cash was saying. But it also allows a level of character immersion that you don't get when you have everything. I know as a mage way back when, when you you would summon portals, right? That was one of your main main sticks. And everybody knew it. And everybody would come to those people because that was a level of in-game convenience that was not propped up by a cash shop or anything that was built in the game that the players adored. It's such a good example. that I've totally forgot about the mage portals. It's still a thing to this yeah. day. You go to Classic yeah. Era right now on the server... Uh, <laughs> I wish I could think of one off the top of my head and go to Stormwind and you will see uh, just a population popping off like crazy and people doing that very thing, Sonny, offering portals. So whenever you can have the classic RPG sense when it's here's X, Y, and Z, it breeds a sense of immersion for your character class that you can further enjoy and appreciate and your fellow players in the social setting of a massively multiplayer underline asterisk italicize online role-playing game like there's a certain level of worth that comes with that from your other players and it's just you it's so frustrating and so hard to find that in current mmos and i look forward to when it goes back to that with ashes yeah gosh you almost had me with the mage portals you really (laughs) did i had this whole thing i mean the mage portals is just such a good example of this Right. I had that on my list as well. I had I had the mage portals and the creation of temporary food for people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's a pretty good mage one. Like, I don't know how you'd get a warrior to just whip up some brownies. You know? <laughs> yeah. Imagine a warrior doing it. Here's a let portal. Me this, let me bake this quick quiche over yeah. here. <laughs> uh, did you wash your hands before you made those brownies? Don't worry about that. He's chopping, chopping like mutton with his axe. Rub some dirt on uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to disagree with you. I'm going to go on number two on this one because I like the ability to make the character the character that I want to make it. And I understand that I can't have it all, but I want to be able to role play my character the way that I want to role play him. And maybe they are a 
big ass dude that has a soft heart and really just wants to be an herbalist, right? Like maybe that's the character, right? Maybe they're the, 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 the gentle giant type of thing. And so they decided that they wanted to learn how to pick locks because they found it fascinating. They hated the fact that they were big. This is the kind of role playing that I want in my role playing, role playing game. I want to be able to do that. I know that I can't, also be the toughest guy in the block while having the most utility. I get that, right? We all agree that that is probably where Warcraft and some other MMOs are right now, but that is not what we are looking for. There's plenty of things that we're looking for in Ashes that are not what the current MMO landscape is offering us, right? We we all want to go a little bit back in time. We want to rewind this tape just a little bit to a more classic sense. But I don't think that we have to limit it to the class-specific thing. I think that there's a world in which you go into the dungeon and instead of saying, do we have a rogue, we say, does anybody know how to disarm this trap? You know, that to me is just as good because yeah. you could have a druid that's like, yeah, I spent a boatload of time learning how to disarm traps. You know, that's my thing. I'm the trap guy, right? I got my whole backstory built on how I lived in the woods, trapping and disarming traps. I don't know. I majored in it for half a semester. <laughs> right. I got a, I got a minor in art history and a major in disarming traps, right? <laughs> Cheryl brings up a good point in chat, and, and the, she's been shouting from the rafters. We see her in chat, and she's, and she's right. That's what some of, quote, the augments are for to add flavor to the class so that you don't have to be just the specific class only. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that's fine to me, right? Like if you throw those augments in there, the danger is, of course, with the augments that you give everybody everything, right? That your main class does all the damage and all the tanking and all the healing and everything like that or whatever. And then the augments do everything else that you ever wanted. And now everyone is just too homogenous, right? And, and Vladis used that word in his in his YouTube video that like you, you, I don't want to see everyone have the ability to do everything. Like I don't want to go into the dungeon and assume that at least half of the people know how to see doors and know how to disarm traps and know how to find the treasure. Right? Like I want that to be a thing where we're looking around saying like, does anyone know how to do this? And if the answer is no, then we're like, well, that ain't happening. Right? Yeah. That that's kind of what we're looking for ultimately. And so I think that option number two provides that for me. It's just a little bit of a different flavor on how you get there. Mm. If you if you limit it to option one, I'd I'd probably be able to live with that. But I thought that the question was worth asking, right? Because it's two different ways to skin the cat in in a in a effort to get to the same result, which is ultimately the theme of this whole podcast, which is that we don't believe that you should be able to have access to everything in this game. We want to go back a little bit in time to a more classic era of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like the, uh, I like the way that you posed the question because it gave two incredibly viable options and you had an outstanding argument for it. I would rather go back to more of a classic style, but you would rather there, you would rather it just, things are a little bit limited to where you don't get everything. But if you want to, you could spec into these couple things at the cost of something else, like we were talking about earlier. So they're both super viable options. Um, but I think that you, you absolutely are correct that we should not 
every class should not be, every archetype should not be a Swiss army knife of utility. You just shouldn't have it. You should have certain things that you can bring to a party so you can build, like Vladis was saying, you can build the party that you want with all the skills that individuals bring into your party. And that's a beautiful thing. That in itself will start bringing people back into grouping together, having thoughtful discussions on what classes and what what utility they do need to bring in certain scenarios and that was that was the other question that uh, that ashes was asking of of uh, the players is are there certain scenarios that should require specific ones and i think the answer to that is yes i absolutely do so you guys this is a fantastic topic to talk about it really was oh, yeah. man like even the chat was going crazy with discussion and you know, there's respectful disagreements going on, people cheering. It just, this was fantastic. What a great one. Yeah. Fantastic yeah, there's definitely room topic. for disagreements in this topic. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, this is one of those things where everybody can, you can have every single person in that chat be somebody that wants the best for this game and wants a great MMORPG and can differ pretty wildly on how this particular topic gets implemented. Yeah. You know, Agreed. it's just one of those areas. Wow, I take a breath of that one. That was a good that was a good show. Everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us here. We hope you enjoyed this show. And if you did, let us know. We want to hear from you. Take a moment, go to your podcast app of choice, leave us a review. For every five-star written review that we get on Apple Podcasts, we will absolutely read your review right here on the show. So if you haven't done so already, take a couple moments, tell us how we're doing, and that will help your fellow gamer let them know. If this is the show for them, you can call us at 516-875-1776. And of course, you can email us, loreforgedhq at gmail.com. Sonny. You can find all of our stuff at loreforge.com, including links to our YouTube. And that is youtube.com slash at loreforged. We are feverishly working away at all of our YouTube content. And this particular podcast is recorded live on Twitch, and then it is, as the word simulcast, I don't know, it's like a little bit delayed. Uh, it eventually gets onto YouTube where you can uh, take part in enjoying our, you know, above average good looks. You can see us on twitch.tv slash loreforgedhq, and that includes uh, this particular show. Then I stream sometimes in the middle of the day, just doing stuff and answering questions about Ashes of Creation, and Cash is... He's got an idea maybe for some wood-burning content, and JB's going to be in there, and it's going to be a whole party. So come find us on twitch.tv slash loreforgedhq. And finally, Patreon, which is where our patrons are. They get all of our content early and much, much more, including the State of the Owl, which is our once a month behind the scenes kind of kick back have a drink and just talk about life and what's going on content. That's at patreon.com slash loreforgedhq cash i legit almost shot coffee through my nose (laughs) on your comment that was pretty funny (laughs) friends uh come join our discord community we're actually having a really good time there and uh there's we this is a very busy week for us we'll go over that here in a second we just uh had a bunch of people coming in and it seems like our our little family's growing into not so little of a family so it's pretty cool everybody's welcome content creators players if you're interested in the game just want to come and shoot spitballs at us you can come do that too um 
follow us on Twitter. Follow us on X. Jibs at Jibs IRL. I am at Cash Quest. The cash is with a K if you want a um, little sneak peek to a, pro- a wood-burning project that I'm working on right now. You can go to my Twitter page. It's there. Sunny is at you, of course, and don't forget to follow the show, Loreforged HQ, our new Discord members. Thank you and welcome to the family to Gall, EJ Paladin, Kraken, Zalreth, Tim Roto321, Immortui, Proctes. I laughed hysterically at your name, Proctes. <laughs> ah, it's very good. <laughs> Hugo, Mimbo. Hi, Mimbo. Good to see you again. And Axeman uh, joined us. Um, I do want to throw a little shout out to Sonny's latest video on YouTube. <laughs> and I really just want oh. to personally thank him for um, I probably watched it 10 times at least because I can't stop <laughs> laughing at it. It's freaking hilarious. If you have not seen it, um, Sonny came up with the idea to do a, uh, a campaign video for his campaign for mayor. And it is priceless. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much on a whim I made that video. Like, no plan whatsoever. Made it, sent it off to you guys, like, check this out. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I peed a little when I watched it the first time. <laughs> it was awesome. So just go check it out. It is so cheesy and so freaking accurate to the real world. <laughs> just awesome. You know, I've had some so comments welcome. on that. Like, people are like, I cannot wait for other people to have, like, responsive campaign videos and, like, a whole, like, subculture of mayoral campaigns for this. Like, what a weird world we might have just accidentally created. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 man, if anybody, like, has a response to that or somebody else wants to run against Sunny and throw us a video... Oh, we could have a war with this one. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy this episode. Come join our community. Like they said, we would love to meet you. Come and uh, meet Ashes of Creation fans from all over the world. Have a wonderful week in gaming, and we'll see you next week right here on Loreforge. Take care. Peace, love, and honeybees. Safe travels, everyone.